Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today, like the meme in front of you says, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Now, if you aren't familiar with how memes work and how they're spread around the internet, well, then maybe you're an executive at Sony. But I digress. If you've been following this series, you know that the last video I did on The Last of Us Leaks Saga, I entitled Finale. But maybe that was a bit optimistic. Or maybe like any good and popular movie series, I just couldn't help adding on an unnecessary sequel. Or more specifically, Sony couldn't help adding on that sequel for me. Because what I want to talk to you about today is Sony, after these nine parts that we discussed over the past couple of weeks, getting totally rebuffed at YouTube, having all of these YouTubers whose livelihoods depend on being able to have their videos monetized, be out there for the people that follow them, that subscribe to them, that are interested in their opinions, that Sony basically lost that fight. I entitled that finale video, Sony Surrenders. They aren't going to pursue these things further on. They have turned their eye towards Twitter. And this is a multi-part kind of conversation, a number of parts of which, if we weren't talking about DMCA abuse already, I don't necessarily have a problem with, although I don't think it's necessarily a great marketing move. But in this particular environment, based on what they have done this entire month, I have to admit what they are doing now on Twitter rubs me the wrong way. Now let's take a look at what that is. We've got up a tweet from Naughty Dog that says, pick up where we left off, which is what we're doing here in virtual legality, on June 19th with a hashtag, The Last of Us Part Two. It's a popular game series. It's going to be a popular game. I hate to tell anybody that follows this, it's going to sell a lot of copies, regardless of how you feel about the leaks that you've seen or haven't seen or how it's been treated on the internet or Sony and Naughty Dog and Muso and what they have done to various social media personalities on YouTube, Twitter, and elsewhere. So you say, hey, it's going to be popular. There's going to be a big conversation about this. Only no, there isn't, right? 7.5 thousand retweets, 27,000 likes, and no comments at all. This comment package is a conversation between at Naughty Dog and the people they mentioned in this tweet. If we go back and we actually look at the Naughty Dog page, we see here that Twitter says, at people they mentioned can reply. That's it. Only folks that can actually reply to this tweet are the folks that Naughty Dog mentioned. And if you aren't familiar with Twitter, there's no at name. It means Naughty Dog didn't mention anybody and nobody can reply to the tweet. Twitter is rolling this out slowly. You can see this from a couple days ago. They tweeted out testing, testing, a new way to have a convo, hip, with exactly who you want. We're starting with a small percentage globally, so keep your eyes out to see it in action. And you can see here, I've just paused this video that they put up here in their tweet. Choose who can reply. You can have it work like Twitter has always worked. You can have everyone reply. You can have only the people that you follow reply, not the people that follow you, which is interesting. Only the people you follow can reply or only those people that you mention, which means that a company like Naughty Dog can put out a tweet like this, which has some nice imagery, looks pretty cool, and can essentially post ads if you like, and people can retweet those ads into your feed and you can't comment on them. And that isn't great. That's not really why I go to Twitter, but it's entirely within their purview. In isolation, I don't have a problem with this. It maybe wouldn't be the decision that I would make, 
but Naughty Dog is free to make it. And while I don't like how they're using Twitter for this purpose, uh, it's it's all right, right? There's certainly nothing illegal. We're just talking about business strategies here. But in the environment that they are currently operating in, I do find it problematic. Additionally, when we look at how this was reported, we've got reports like this from IGN. Naughty Dog is using Twitter's newest feature to fight Last of Us 2 spoilers. Earlier this month, substantial leaks for The Last of Us Part 2 made their way online. They did, in fact. It's good that you actually acknowledge that, IGN. Since then, it's become sadly easy to come across spoilers for the upcoming game on social media. Some have even taken to responding to every Naughty Dog tweet and Facebook post with these leaks. Now Naughty Dog is using a brand new Twitter tool to try and at least fight spoilers from appearing on that particular social media service. It's a new tool Twitter began testing yesterday that makes it so that accounts can choose who is allowed to respond to a given tweet, even preventing anyone from responding at all. This is still a tool Twitter is testing and the company has only rolled it out to a certain percentage of its users globally. Now, if you are ever interested in who these platforms really view as their prime primo prime clientele, you only have to look at something like this, where Naughty Dog had this feature rolled out to them on the first day, basically, and they've only ever made less than 6,000 tweets in their entire history. Now, they do have 3 million followers, and I'm sure Twitter is very interested in that. But you can see with kind of the breathless reporting style from IGN, they view this as an absolutely unquestioned good. They're fighting spoilers. And from that perspective, I can understand it. I can agree. I don't want to be spoiled on The Last of Us. If you're new to this series, I haven't read any of the leaks. I haven't looked at any of the leaks. Although by osmosis, you get certain bits and pieces from what people are sharing in general and what people are putting on your feeds and in my comments, etc. But I'm trying to avoid them. Although with each passing day, Sony and Naughty Dog make me more upset at how they are treating the law and kind of society's rules in general. And I get a little less likely to actually purchase the game at the end of all things. But we can see here that this is how this was reported all over the place. Naughty Dog tests a new Twitter feature to limit The Last of Us spoilers. The Last of Us 2 spoilers are rampant, so Naughty Dog is using this new Twitter feature to fight them, etc., etc., etc. And this is basically all that has been reported on with respect to The Last of Us and leaks over the last little while. We have to go to three weeks ago for Naughty Dog to be saying those leaks are not from our studio. And that's really the last that anybody in this space talked about it. And I do admit that I find that frustrating. I'm a lawyer, I'm a corporate lawyer. A lot of the time I spend drafting things, complaints, cease and desist, contract terms, on behalf of companies and corporations. But as a corporate lawyer, as someone that is barred by a state of the United States to practice law, one of the things that we do is we pledge to be in favor of and to back the rule of law in our society in general. And that's clearly not happening here. And so when I, little YouTube channel, can put together nine, now 10 parts of a series that talks about all the many ways in which Sony is really, if not stepping over the line, stepping right up to it. And this is a very important discussion to be had, not just among consumers, who it is important to, but even more importantly, to those that are in the business of reporting things. I can't believe that these kinds of questions haven't been discussed more often. 
And so, yeah, I'm going to call out this kind of breathless reporting. I'm going to say, that's remarkable, IGN, that this is the first time you have deigned to talk about this situation. And yeah, as someone who doesn't want these spoilers, I don't necessarily mind in this particular situation that Naughty Dog did, did that with their tweet. If none of the rest of this happened, I'd probably be entirely in favor of it. And from your perspective on IGN, where you only ever reported on the leaks, the fact that they aren't apparently from Naughty Dog and Sony, according to Sony, and now that they're doing this with Twitter, maybe that's how the universe looks to you. But that's not really appropriate for what's happening out there in the world. You should be telling folks about this, and you're a journalistic outlet. IGN and Game Industry Biz and everyone else, Ars Technica, everybody that's reporting on these things should care about one of the major multinational companies that they cover striking folks with DMCA takedown notices that didn't infringe on copyright. And so I wound up tweeting, hey, IGN, I think it really goes well with the rampant DMCA takedown abuse. How about you? Don't worry, I'll leave my replies open. Now that's a bit cheeky. Lord knows I'm not in the small percentage that got the rollout to close off replies, but I wanted to make the point that I wouldn't close replies on something like this anyway. And as we're going to talk about at the end of this video, there are plenty of people that came out and complained even about this tweet that I made that thought it was unfair. And so we will talk about that. But it's not just this situation that has Sony turning towards Twitter. Sony, after getting rebuffed at YouTube, basically turned all their attention to Twitter. We have here Jeremy from Geek. Geeks and Gamers that we've talked about in the past, telling us that he got six takedown complaints. I believe he later clarified that it was four takedown complaints, but he got this notice with respect to a DMCA takedown that said your account is locked until you review our copyright policy, the Twitter equivalent of going to YouTube's copyright school, even if you didn't violate anything. Now, I don't want to get into the legalities of memes, right? Memes are a type of formatted, copyrighted material that the law isn't very good at dealing with right now. But you can look at the rest of the series and determine for yourself whether you think the law should treat these things as fair use. Generally, the answer to that is going to be yes. Obviously, it always depends on the facts and circumstances of the particular piece of content and the particular piece of copyrighted material. And so it's always going to be a kind of open question on these things. But much like what started this video series, where it was actually Jeremy and Geeks and Gamers that said, we only ever talked about anything. We didn't use any materials at all, and they struck us anyway. Much like that got our attention and started this series, I want to bring up another set of tweets that I found. Now, this might be a spoiler. I think it probably is. It's not a spoiler for what happens necessarily. It is a spoiler of how something happens or, or what it relates to. Again, it's a little bit difficult for me to talk about these things, but if you are very, very sensitive about that, don't look at any of this stuff. Don't listen to me. Turn off the video right now. I fully understand. Come back after you've played the game in June. But what I want to point out here is what got struck. And again, we take this stuff on faith because once it's struck, we can't really see it. But assuming this is what was struck, and it would be a lot of effort to go to fake this kind of thing, this is the equivalent of Jeremy and Geeks and Gamers getting struck for discussing things. We've got a response here to a tweet that says, the facial animation work at this short clip is extremely impressive to me, especially when you slow it down. Every part of her face is moving so fluently and the movement in her eyes is crazy. Presumably talking about some linked material. 
from The Last of Us Part Two. And this particular person, again, I think it's a kind of spoiler, but it's the kind of spoiler you might see in a trailer where I don't understand the context, so I don't really care. He says, credit must be given where it is due. The golf club is impressively well done. And that's all that he tweets. And then he shows that this got struck. This tweet from Caleb Prime has been withheld in response to a report from the copyright holder. Learn more. And since this is part 10, I don't want to go over every single aspect of this, except to point out that under the Copyright Act, in no case does copyright protection for an original work of authorship extend to any idea. If something happened in this game with a golf club, you can talk about it. You aren't using the art, the music, the clip, the script, the characters. You can say the phrase... Credit must be given where it is due. The golf club is impressively well done. What could possibly be the strike here? You copyrighted the phrase golf club? Credit must be given where it is due? That is complete crap, Sony, and you know it. And I don't say that lightly. This is a fairly neutral analysis of things in business and law. But when you come out with this kind of stuff, you gotta call it out for what it is. And what's even worse, if you go and you click on this, you go and you follow Twitter's policy, this won't be a surprise to you if you've been following this series, but you will see that their policy is an exact mirror for the DMCA, right? Twitter responds to copyright complaints submitted under the DMCA. That's what their policy and procedure is designed to mirror. Now, they give the same warning flags that YouTube does. Note that not all unauthorized uses of copyrighted materials are infringements. Of course not. See our fair use article for more information. You're more than welcome to, but Twitter will say they aren't your lawyers, so don't rely on it. If you've considered fair use and you still wish to continue with a copyright complaint, you may want to first reach out to the user in question to see if you can resolve the matter directly. Nah, they didn't do that. And then, what does the DMCA require? You got to identify the copyrighted work claimed to have been infringed, and you have to give us a statement that you have a good faith belief that the use of the material in the manner asserted is not authorized by the copyright owner. Who is the copyright owner? What are you talking about with a tweet like this? And so, yeah, when we see these stories about Jeremy at Geeks and Gamers or The Quartering or any of these other people on Twitter getting all of these DMCA takedown notices, and you know these are the kinds of tweets that are getting the takedown notices along with the meme materials. I think Jeremy would tell you that he used some memes in these tweets, and they are far more likely to get struck. And much like the problem with the YouTube strikes, they might at Sony have some kind of plausible argument that the memes should be allowed to be struck. And that probably gets them past penalties under the DMCA. This is not the kind of thing that gets you out of penalties from the DMCA. What material did you identify? What is your good faith belief about the use of that material? Because there is no material at all in a tweet like this. And then you see this extended to other places, like news reporting. I saw one flagged for me on Twitter that they were reporting on this happening, that they were mentioning that these memes were getting struck down, much like we talked about the New York Times reporting on Sony going crazy and sending letters to the Hollywood Reporter and Variety saying that you're not allowed to publish those emails that got leaked to you. The New York Times isn't going to take crap on a DMCA takedown notice but they sure as heck are going to report on the fact that Sony has gone nuts. And if that's what's being done on Twitter, that needs to be allowed. That is what is allowed under the law. And if you can't tell, this kind of stuff gets me upset. Not 
necessarily because I agree with whatever any of these folks want to say about the leaks. And that's the last thing I want to talk about, right? If this didn't come across in this series, please leave a comment to this video. Let me know. But all of this is about abuse of law. And I will tell you this right now. This is going to be controversial to some of you folks that have found virtual legality, that have come into this space. If Anita Sarkeesian got leaked to her materials from a game that was just ultra misogynistic and she just decided to leak out those spoilers to talk about them, to critique them, and then the company that made that ultra misogynistic game issued a DMCA takedown notice on her in the same way that Sony has issued the takedown notice on Geeks and Gamers and that side of the internet spectrum. I would be right here telling you that that DMCA takedown notice is wrong. This isn't about what these folks are saying. It is about their right to say it and about the fact that they aren't breaking the law, that it isn't copyright infringement to have a sentence like we just looked at. It isn't copyright infringement to just purely talk about the facts inherent in a spoiled narrative, that you can absolutely talk about those things. That is what you are designed to be able to do under the fair use statute, and anything else is absolutely 100% abusive. And if we had a functional game journalism outlet looking at these things, they would absolutely be reporting on it because this is a huge story. And I don't want to disparage any of these places. I know they need the access to Sony. I know there are upcoming consoles coming out. You don't want to offend the monolith. It is a very difficult position for them to be in. I get that. But this is a very important story. And so when someone comes into my mentions here and responds, as I said, in a negative way towards that tweet that I made about rampant DMCA takedown abuse, I think it's important to make that distinction. We've gotten here... Uh, the dad who laughs at Mr. Megative, very popular guy. I've talked with him a lot online. He disagrees with me on this, but I think he disagrees with me in a way that misses the point with respect to the violation of law. He says, I don't really blame them. Now he's talking, I think, about their closing off of replies on their tweet. And as you heard from me, I don't necessarily blame them either in isolation, but it's part and parcel of a longer term strategy that really does offend my sensibilities. A ton of bad faith actors are rampantly spoiling people out of spite. There's plenty of TLOU2 content not getting taken down. Look at the shitheads replying in this thread. What's up with your audience, dude? Look who this caters to. And I say, hey, you don't blame them for clearly abusing the Copyright Act? I'm sorry, I'm a rule of law guy. Even if you agree with the ends, you think these people are the dregs of humanity, the worst that we can possibly put out there. That doesn't justify the means right? We want the law to be able to protect Anita or whoever might be on your side of a political question when the same kind of thing happens in that direction. The law is supposed to be unbiased on these kinds of questions. Absolutely, I say. Tell the people that are sharing leaked info they are idiots if you are so inclined. Absolutely. Block them. Avoid them. Do whatever. But don't cover for a claim of copyright infringement that does not exist. He follows up with, seems to me like a majority of the DCMA strikes, DMCA strikes, are against people attempting to spoil content or otherwise disseminating it. That happened to me. Seems quite simple to just not do that. And that is quashing speech illegally, right? Yeah, of course it's easier to just not engage with it. That's what Sony wants. 
Sony wants on YouTube, on Twitter, and anyone else to be not coming even close to the line because they'll just bring a multinational and outside counsel legal hammer down on you. So just don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's an option that you have. From my seat, with my legal background, my experience, and really coming from the perspective of corporations for the most part, I say that's crap. This is obvious abuse in many instances. And I think you've heard me say in this series the times when it's not so obvious. And that while I think Sony would lose on basically all these claims, I understand the legal background that allows them to issue some of these strikes. Then he finishes off by again attacking the audience, right? The quarterings, the geeks and gamers of the world that are having this inflicted upon them on this particular story. And I finish off with this. I say, as for audience... I can only say it's not the people with the message everyone likes that generally needs the protection of law. Companies like Sony do this kind of thing because they think that well-meaning folks, presumably like you, will back them up. I understand getting offended about what Heel versus Babyface says, or Geeks and Gamers, or Anita Sarkeesian, or any of these things. The point is that them saying it and saying it based on these kinds of concepts, leaked materials, materials that were illegally leaked, that weren't intended to be published, does not make it copyright infringement. And if you are in this space in virtual legality, that's the kind of opinion that I can give. I will talk to you about what I think is legal and not legal. And yes, any judge can disagree. Any given person can disagree. And you are more than welcome to your opinions on that. But I feel very strongly when I see a major corporation use the leverage of time, lawyers, and money to quash discussion when they have no legal right to do so. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. Tell everybody that we are here. We have had an explosion of growth in the last 48 hours. Unbelievably, from my perspective, based on my reading of a few terms of the Ubisoft Terms of Service. So thank you, everyone, that has joined this space. Please tell others. We love having these conversations. We talk about this kind of thing all the time. This is now part 10, the finale question mark of our Last of Us leak series. And we loved having this conversation with all of you. If you watch this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.